Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Our scripture is from Revelation chapter 5, verses Um, 1 through 14. Listen for the word of the Lord. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads and thousands and thousands, singing with full voice, worthy is the lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing to the one seated on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today we celebrate the centennial anniversary of the Church of Luiano. Iglesia Presbyteriana Reformada Luiano in Havana is our sister church. She was founded in April 24, 1922 as a result of the late 1890 missionary work of Evaristo Collazo. He was supported by the Board of Foreign Missions of the Southern United States Presbyterian Church. We have a covenant relationship with Liano. We are Christians together. We are Reformed together. We are Presbyterians together. Jesus Christ is our Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. This is the history that we share together, despite cultural and political differences. Our congregation has taken many trips to our sister church since 2010 when we first connected with them. We are hermanamientos. I will be defining that word better in a moment. On our last trip to Cuba in 2019, Robert and Judy and Matt and I saw the little pink house in Havana where Iglesia Luiano began. 
In 1922, there were just a few faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ meeting and praying together in this very, very small little pink house with white trim and an ample porch. I wondered if their meetings were similar to the meetings and gatherings of the early Christians, small groups meeting in people's homes or personal catacombs. Early Christians sought out private, hidden spaces to share their radical ideas of love and service, to care and comfort each other, and to praise their Savior. There may have been great hardship in their lives, but they believed that God had not abandoned them on that Easter day. It's understandable that when people are trying to survive, that they dare not share their radical praise to the maker of the universe too publicly around tyrants. There's really too much at stake. So worshiping the God of the cosmos is a dangerous thing. Why? Because such an act challenges every other power that exists, all governments, all allies, all foes. No one, no principality is bigger than the God of the cosmos. And so the early Christians and the early Cuba Presbyterians found those private small places to worship until that time that they could grow and shout it from the mountaintops that Jesus Christ is Lord. The kingdom of God cannot stay hidden, says Jesus, and the smallest of things grow like a mustard seed. They grow like yeast. And that is what happened. The Christian church in Cuba grew despite wars, a revolution, and oppressive governments multiple. And now, a hundred years later, these Cuban Presbyterians in Luyano are worshiping still. More publicly, to be sure, they are still radically sharing God's love in their community by feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and giving clean water to the thirsty every single day. In our trips to Luyano, we always stayed in a compound where the stately Spanish-style church now exists down the block from that little tiny pink house. Luiano Presbyterians sing their praises in that time. Just as they sang their praises in that tiny house, they sing today in their full sanctuary, as do we, with shouts of joy and songs of alleluias. I invite you in the break to go downstairs and look at the bulletin board in Westminster Hall. And there are some new pictures up of their 100th celebration, which they had last Sunday, um, that took place. We, we got those pictures from Catherine Diaz from uh, Facebook. We are in Facebook communication and conversation with the Luyano Church. Um, I give thanks for technology for that reason. And thank you to the Cuba Steering Committee for setting that bulletin board up and the wonderful reception that we're going to have. These pictures are new. And then there are some old pictures 
Um, over by the mission kiosk, down um, at the bottom of it, we have some old ones that we've taken before. And there is also a sign-up table. If you are interested in a Cuba study or, the, or to prepare for the next trip, we're hoping to take the next trip in the spring of 2023. We're hoping. We can, we can hope. Um, Matt and I and Judy and Carol are planning, and we're just planning, but we're planning to go um, to celebrate the second part of their centennial celebration this November. So let's keep our prayers that that will happen. So did I say we are celebrating Cuba Sunday and we are also celebrating Music Sunday together? And it's not just an accident that this happened. It seems right to me. I mean, yes, there were some practical reasons that we, that we put the two celebrations together, but I personally cannot think of Cuba without thinking about music and song. Can you? Cuba Sun, Cuba Salsa, Rumba, and Arumba, and many other musical genres have come out and blended with African, Spanish, European, and indigenous cultural mixes on this island paradise. And like our own American music, music in Cuba has developed to include more electronic sounds and styles, continues to grow, the songs continue to be sung. And today our choir and, and guests are singing a mass in a classical style. That may not be the technical genre of what they just sang, but it is certainly a nod to those Latin and Roman Catholic roots that we share with the Cuban sound, as well as our religious experience, for we grew out of that. Isn't it incredible how human beings can take a few notes, add some rhythms, and arrange them into a seamless array of masterpieces of expression? Songs can declare the freedom of the human spirit. Songs can move us from the despair in our lives to a state of joy. And the hope is ours to claim in those moments of religious clarity when the ultimacy of things is in order or when God comes to us with inspiration and purpose, we just have to sing. We sing because we can, because something deep within us must come out and be shared with the one who gave us life. Song is the cry of the baby, and it's the language of the soul. Song is our praise to our maker. Our text in Revelation points to a coming together of all the voices in heaven and on earth to sing such praises. These words are from the revelation that John had when he was on the island of Patmos. Patmos is an island that's close to the west coast of Turkey in the Aegean Sea, southwest of Greece. It's a warm and tropical island. It's small, and if you were a fisherman, it's a nice stopping place on the way to bigger places. And as I studied the map, I thought how similar it must be to Cuba always surrounded by and threatened by water and nation states, their powers trying to exercise control over its island resources. Patmos today is an island with about 85,000 people on it. 
It's a place of religious pilgrimage to the castle monastery of St. John, which dominates the island on all its commerce. Cuba, of course, is much bigger. It's much bigger than Patmos, and it's off the Florida Keys, just so that we have that straight. But it also seems to exercise in some of us uh, a kind of spiritual lure to its shores. It is a spiritual experience to go there. There's a sadder similarity between John and the people of Cuba. John was on Patmos as a prisoner of Nero in the first century. As John was exiled by Nero, sometimes it feels as though Cubans are living as exiles because of the embargoes and demands of our own governmental policies. Cubans certainly are suffering. In a recent article from the Presbyterian News Service, which you can find on our denominational website, Presbyterian Minister Reverend Joel Ortega Dopico, president of the Cuban Council of Churches, says, most of the Cubans don't have what they need. He said that older people, children, and pregnant women are the ones who are suffering the most. Darla Carter writes this, the crippling U.S. economic embargo on Cuba that has failed for decades to achieve its goals continues. Catherine Gordon said this during the introductory marks of ecumenical advocacy days just last week. The economic situation has never been more dire, and our church partners on the ground are now suffering from shortages of food and medicine. As a sister to this little congregation in Luiano, we have witnessed this firsthand and continue to. And we have tried to respond to the dire medical needs as best as we could, and we continue to do that. Thank you, thank you to those who have planned and prayed and contributed. The U.S. embargo does make it difficult. We have had to find other ecumenical bodies to help us navigate other avenues to transport materials. We hear from our hermanamientos in Luiano that they are hopeful and are remaining faithful. We witness that they sing and they celebrate. They share what they have with other rural churches. They are singing their faith with one voice. This is remarkable. I don't know how they do it. Sharing a covenant relationship with our hermanamientos in Cuba is more than just sharing material resources. Sharing material resources is obviously important, but that is not what makes us a covenant faith partner. We share faith. We proclaim we come from the same source. We are branches on the same vine. We are of the body of Christ together we are Hermanamientos. Hermanamientos in many dictionaries means twinning. My grandfather was an identical twin. Identical twins share matching DNA. Their children are more than cousins. They are genetic half-siblings. Our DNA matches with Luyano's. We are brothers and sisters. There is an understanding between twins, a support, a mutuality, as my twin suffers, so I suffer. As my twin rejoices, so I rejoice. John of Patmos was a Christian. 
during a time in which the church was persecuted. They were weary, he was weary. The fantastic vision God shared with him showed him that churches would respond differently to threat that was and would come upon them. Some churches would hold fast, some would be lukewarm, some would be immoral, and some would be faithful. All would need forgiveness. John's vision also showed how people come together. The elders that were focused on the Lamb of God, that is Jesus Christ, remained faithful and joyful during those dark times. Their hearts and voice were focused on God and God's Son. Worthy is the Lamb, those angels sang, and the elders did join in. The Cubans are showing us how to live through trials and tribulations. They are faithful in the midst of hunger, inflation, and anxiety. Let us not forget them. Let us join with them in song. Let us worship the Lamb of God. Amen. Our session recently made a revolution. I mean, I'm sorry, a resolution, not a revolution. A resolution, and I would like to read that. A resolution from First Presbyterian Church, Champaign, Illinois, upon the centennial anniversary of Iglesia Presbyteriana Reformada in Luyano, Havana, Cuba. Whereas Jesus Christ is head of the church, whereas Christ calls into being and equips the church for service, whereas Christ is present with the church in both spirit and word, alone, ruling, calling, teaching, and using the church as he wills, whereas Christ gives the church its life, unity, and mission, whereas Christ is the church's hope, whereas Christ is the foundation of the church, Whereas the church is the body of Christ and gives, and Christ gives to the church all the gifts necessary to be its bo his body. Whereas for a century, the Iglesia Ref Presbyteriana Reformada in Luyano has been devoted to Christ's teaching, faithful to Christ's call, diligent in Christ's mission. Whereas the Iglesia Presbyteriana Reformada in Luyano has been a compassionate, servant-minded neighbor to people near and far, offering clean water and good food, worship, education, hospitality, and nurture, whereas Iglesia Presbyteriana Reformada in Luyano has generously welcomed members and friends from First Presbyterian Church in Champaign and from other churches around the world, and First Presbyterian Church in Champaign and Iglesia Presbyteriana Reformada in Luyano have forged a rich partnership, an hermanamiento, and that this relationship, we pray, enlivens both our congregations, delights God, <clears throat> excuse me, and bears witness to the world of what unity in Christ, Jesus Christ, looks like. Therefore, be it resolved that upon the 100th anniversary of the Iglesia Presbyteriana Reformada in Luyano, we, the session, members and friends of First Presbyterian Church in Champaign, thank God for the ministry, long-suffering witness, and steady faithfulness of the Iglesia Presbyteriana Reformada in Liano. We further pray that the partnership between our congregations will grow in the name of the one who invites us to follow. To the glory of God. Signed by the session of First Presbyterian Church, Champaign, Illinois.
Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.